Up next is the Daily Devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of Believer's Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. Luke chapter 13. Verse 14 of our text says, The ruler of the synagogue, being indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, said to the multitude, There are six days in which men ought to work. Therefore, come on those days and be healed, not on the Sabbath day. Jesus apparently just wasn't following the rules. And you know, there is nothing that a legalist hates more than a person who doesn't follow the rules. You know, a person who embraces grace. We're not talking herein about the freedom to sin. Now, that is indeed some people's understanding of what grace is, but grace doesn't mean we can say the sinner's prayer and then go back to the way we, we were living before. Now, that's not salvation, by the way, and that's not grace. That's blasphemy. Grace, rather, is the freedom we experience in Christ. Now, furthermore, this ruler did not understand that Jesus was actually the fulfillment of the old law. The rules of holiness, that which was required to stand righteous before God, all those rules could never be followed by any mere man. Civilization had had hundreds of years to attempt that path and had so famously and dramatically failed. Jesus is our ringer, brought in to save the game. He's our champion, our redeemer. He was the perfect God-man. He fulfilled all of the law, and certainly as the law was meant to be. Thus, he became our perfect stand-in. In him, we are today justified and holy. In him, we are under his freedom as believers. We stand in his grace, in him. The synagogue ruler, he was what we would call a professional religionist. His concern was more on the order of rules and protocol and technical aspects than it was upon helping people. Preacher's sermon in outline, excuse me, and sermon Bible commentary says this, the woman sought God through her need and dependency. And while she while the ruler sought God through form and ritual, ceremony and rules, the one thing God teaches is that a man has to approach him as a child, dependent and needy. The ruler misunderstood the, the point of God's directive. He placed man-made doctrine above the love and the care of people, God's children. Going on in verse 15, we read, Therefore the Lord answered him, You hypocrite! Doesn't each of you free his ox or his donkey from the stall on the Sabbath and lead him away to water? Ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan had bound 18 years long, be freed from this bondage on the Sabbath day? And he said these things, As he said these things, all his adversaries were disappointed, and all the multitude rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. So Jesus, now he's reasoning with this man, despite his fleshly legalistic position. The point Jesus was trying to make was that the Sabbath observance 
was not intended to negate compassion or need. Our Sunday is not even the Jewish Sabbath that the Old Testament refers to anyway. So that would actually fall on our Saturday. So any attempt to make Sunday observance into a ritual rule, as so often takes place today, would simply fall flat on multiple fronts. And by the way, one would hope that if I needed an ambulance or a police officer on Sunday, that somebody was working. Now, Jesus knew that mankind needed to stop his or her earthly pursuits in order to lift God up in praise, worship, and to learn and grow and serve the body of Christ. He knew the importance and what the Sabbath really meant. He understood that we all needed to stop at some point um, all of our earthly pursuits just to be in the presence of God. So the issue isn't whether that day or that moment is on Sunday, but whether that's happening at all. And furthermore, happening in a regular and prioritized fashion. Verse 18 of our text we read, He said, What is God's kingdom like? To what shall I compare it? It is like a grain of mustard seed which a man took and put in his own garden. It grew and became a large tree, and the birds of the sky live in its branches. Now Jesus, he teaches on, Speaking in the light of this last event and with the ruler's comment on the Sabbath in mind, you see, throughout his earthly ministry, Jesus taught explicitly and at length concerning the kingdom of God. Despite numerous attempts to put a positive spin on this story, specifically, the context uh, and a close look at its meaning would clearly negate any kind of positive um, take on it. You see, for a mustard seed is an extremely small seed that, well, at best, would grow into a bushy plant. So, very small seed, bushy plant. It would, in truth, be rather an aberration if it would grow into a tree. So, the best way to understand this story is to look at what indeed has happened to the kingdom of God since that day. So, when we look at it, what do we find? Jesus was saying that the kingdom would indeed grow abnormally large and the birds would nest in it. You see, the picture of birds in Scripture is nearly always referring to bad elements, evil birds of prey, or a demonic presence. A church that began with humble and pure beginnings, back in Acts, would and did become popularized and quite large, as we see today. However, the edgy, radical life that Jesus sought for in his followers Well, that would pass away in exchange for the bland religious motions and the heart of the ruler in the previous text. It would be just religion, not passion, not Christianity. Birds of prey, corrupt elements would come to rest in the church. It's a sad prophecy and rather a disturbing commentary on the church at large. But the most disturbing issue of all is that, well, few people seem to notice its fulfillment. Verse 20, we go on, it says, Again he said, To what shall I compare God's kingdom? It is like yeast which a woman took and hid in three measures of flour until it was all leavened. Now, once again, despite attempts to see this story in a good light by so much of the church today, the context renders the story in the negative. 
For leaven in scripture is nearly always presented as an evil or a negative element. The evil would come and find itself hidden in the flour. And despite the large amount of flour, it would take very little yeast, very little evil to work its way throughout. Note that many people do not want to accept this interpretation because the truth is so disturbing. Yet it is following common and accepted rules of biblical exegesis, the explanation or interpretation of a text. Jesus was trying to warn his followers of what was surely coming, and sadly it has. Jesus said his way is narrow and few shall find it. May we live and minister in the reality that the battle is not always well out there in the world, for oftentimes the warfare comes right from within the religious ranks around us. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Tim Dodson and Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com. dot